recorded live at 4 Z Studios Brisbane on 102.1 FM. And broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. You're listening to Zed Games. With 10 years experience and over 500 episodes, Zed Games brings you the best in gaming news, reviews, community and culture. Want to reach out? Message us on Facebook at ZEDGamesAU. This is Zed Games. I'm your host, Paul, and joining me tonight is my good friend, Hazel. Hey, hey, hey. How are you? I'm all right. How that's, are you? I'm okay. I got out of, I got out of ISO. <laughs> that's <laughs> nice. Um, it's a real... Uh, what's the opposite of the word indictment? Like a good thing. Like a real acknowledgement, uh, uh, understanding of how good vaccines are. Because uh, I had my wife and my toddler very, very COVID positive, and I did not not stop holding that toddler who likes sticking his fingers anywhere. I never, didn't get it yet. Knock on wood, great, did I? Good. Well, I managed to not get it from Zara, so... Good work. Good work. <laughs> yes, um, I think less of the team is in quarantine and uh, actually infected this week. We're getting there. We're getting yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the story as old as time. Still as old as... Okay. Um, there was some singing last week. I missed out on it. Though. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to get into it. Uh, this, of course, Zed Games. We talk about video games and in all sorts of ways. We do some news and we do reviews and other things. Uh, and tonight... Uh, we are going to do some news and then I'm going to review the game Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Um, and then for a real Kirby's treat... Kirby's back, baby. Yeah. And then for a real treat, I'm also going to review another game, Tentacular, because you can't get enough of me. I swear I'm not that much of a narcissist. It's the poll show. But uh, poll, to, make, poll, 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 poll. to make it not all me, uh, let's go to the news, which was prepared not by me. <laughs> this week in gaming news, Amazon Game Studio head steps down. Mike Frazzini, who helped start Amazon Game Studios, is stepping down in order to focus on his family. Having been an Amazon employee for many years, moving from the book section to Amazon Game Studios, despite being somewhat of a game novice at the time, he had faced criticism for veering too far from the traditional game-making playbook, while the division cost the company hundreds of millions of dollars a year. The company did release the online PC game New World, bringing hope that video games could become Amazon's greatest entertainment category. Time will tell how Amazon Game Studio navigates a change in leadership and what it produces next. Coffee Talk creator passed away. Mohamed Fahmy, creator and writer for the indie visual novel Coffee Talk, has passed away. Today we received devastating news that Fahmy, the creator and writer of Coffee Talk, has passed away. May his soul rest in peace and our hearts with his family and loved ones. May all the good things he shared, story he wrote, live on with us forever. Thank you Fahmy, says Coffee Talk team. Cause of death is unknown at this time. More options for PlayStation players. Sony Interactive Entertainment announces upcoming changes to the subscription services. Starting June, PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now will come together into a new PlayStation Plus subscription service that will have three membership tiers. These tiers are PlayStation Plus Essential, which provides the same benefits that PlayStation Plus members are currently receiving, including two monthly downloadable games, exclusive discounts, cloud storage for saved games, and online multiplayer access, with the price remaining the same as PlayStation Plus. PlayStation Plus Extra brings all the benefits of the Essential tier and includes a catalogue of 400 PS4 and PS5 games downloadable to play. Finally, PlayStation Plus Premium brings you all the benefits mentioned, 
340 additional games, including PS3 games via cloud streaming, and a catalogue of classic games from the PS1, PS2 and PSP generations. Premium also includes time-limited game trials, so you can try before you buy. Game Connect Asia Pacific announced. Game Connect Asia Pacific, or GCAP, will be entering its 17th year, taking place in Melbourne during the Melbourne International Games Week from 3rd to 5th of October 2022. GCAP is committed to professional development, education, and networking experiences for developers in Australia and abroad. While GCAP will be held in person, a few sessions will be streamed for those who can't attend, with the focus this year being ambition. GCAP promises to challenge attendees to chase their ambitions and create world-class products, experiences, studios and businesses for the global games audience, and will consist of talks, panels and workshops from experienced industry professionals. Keep an eye on the GCAP website as more information becomes available and to find out more about how you can support this event. And now for some upcoming games. March 31st brings Coromon for the PC and Switch, FixFox for the PC, Midnight Ghost Hunt for the PC, Pirates of Gravitar for PC, and Weird West for the PC, PS4, and Xbox One. April 1st brings Flight Kingdom Papers Card Edition for the PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, and Terrorbane for the PC and Switch. April 5th brings LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga for the PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, and April 7th brings Chrono Cross The Radical Dreamers Edition for the Switch, Demio PC Edition for the PC, and Slipstream for the PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. That's it this week in gaming news. Thank you for that, Zara. What a banger of a news week. Or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Zara wants you all to know that they are destroying the virus with their fists. That's correct. Well, fighting the virus with their fists. Fighting. Let's keep the quotes correct. Come on. Well, we're we're okay. a show about accuracy. <laughs> anyway, I, um, I love to resign from an execu- executive level position with executive level pay to spend more time with my family. Oh, well, my other executives. I mean, that's the... Yeah, the the still unclosed but continuing Blizzard deal and everything with Kotick. It's like you're like, how much money does he make from this and that? And, oh, we still don't know. It's some some of the estimates are in the billions. But it's certainly nothing to do with New World. No, New World was fine. And what was a was it the Crucible or something they made? It was like a battle royale, but it obviously hadn't been designed as such. It was it went into early access and then they removed it <laughs> to retool it, and then they just cancelled it. Well, it it went so well that I didn't even hear about it. Yeah, they've all been like that. And the only one they've got, they've got the one at the moment, which the name escapes me. We've done that before, but it, um, it was already launched successful game that they just took to release in the West. Amazon Game Studios, a titan of the games industry. I mean, there's amazingly talented people there. It is just the leadership and not knowing what they want to do. Um, which is often the thing. It was actually a, a few smaller devs that were in up by Amazon years ago. I remember because I was like trying to cover some of the games, like, oh, we actually can't mention that game anymore. I'm like, okay, uh, when will I find out? They go, oh, you'll see it soon. Uh, ne- those games never, ever came back into public life. <laughs> like, uh, at least the developers seem to have been released from Amazon now and they're making other games. They just got um, Duke Nukem Forever. Yeah, I mean, that, that came out eventually. <laughs> eventually. Maybe it shouldn't have, For though. better or worse. Look, look I, I've done several things on Duke Nukem Forever in my time because it is I love that those artifacts exist 
I am very. I was a Duke Nukem boy growing up, and uh, I don't try to pretend it's a good game. Don't don't get me wrong, but boy howdy, was it an ambitious mess that I can talk about for hours. Zara uh, says they're very excited to see what Amazon Game Studios won't do next. <laughs> well, they because they had the developer of um, uh, Journey to the Savage Planet, uh, and they were like, oh, well, we're going to do the next one of those, and then they release them again but they gave them the ip back so that was nice because i really enjoyed that <laughs> game uh this is zed games i'm paul we're joining me as hazel. hazel oh yeah you are thank you i should just leave it to you shouldn't i just you talk could. too much yeah <laughs> oh, God. Paul. speaking of paul talking too much um now <laughs> we're going to jump into a review of kirby and the forgotten land uh, which came out last friday so obviously i schedule this important because i knew i would finished it by now (laughs) because I love my Kirby Kirby in the Forgotten Land by HAL Laboratory for Nintendo Switch I love Kirby he's pink and round and such a friendly little fellow Kirby has starred in uh, 36 games that doesn't even include things like Smash Brothers Okay, that's a bit more than I was expecting. Uh, I've played about a third of those. Starting with the spin-off, Kirby's Dream Course, the golf game. Because, of course, that's everyone's beginning of Kirby. Um, (laughs) uh, Anyway, typical Kirby games, they're platformers, but normally with a twist. And he's done a little genre hopping over the years. The staples of the series are Kirby's ability to inhale enemies and absorb their powers. A cute aesthetic and a child-friendly difficulty and maybe some late game and side content aimed to be a little more challenging. Under that criteria, I can confirm that Kirby and Forgotten Lands is a Kirby game. It also might be the best Kirby game ever, although looking back at the number of games I just said, I'll have to check the maths on that one. This Kirby makes the move to 3D, but otherwise retains all the base components of gameplay, floating, sucking, absorbing powers and using them. Kirby has been taken to a new world, which seems to resemble a post-apocalyptic Earth. Crumbling billion buildings being retaken by nature, a desert that used to be an ocean, uh, and decrepit shopping malls, that kind of thing. The camera is limited, uh, however, more of a linear scripted camera like Super Mario 3D Land than a full-fledged roaming third-person platformer. This allows a few things. Creating legitimately breathtaking visuals, it's been a while since I've used the screenshot button so much, and strictly controlling the player's ability to explore. One of the bugbears in video games is the old work out the correct path forward and then go the other way so you don't miss out on anything. Kirby says no to that kind of game design. Not once did I start a level, turn around to check if there's been something hidden behind me and find anything. It took me a long time to trust the game, but I eventually did. I went with the flow and was never punished for it. All the challenges would be fairly laid out before me and the camera would make sure I had a fair chance of seeing them. There's a simple language to Kirby games, and I really appreciate it. Doors with three stars above them move you to the next stage, and those with one star will take you to a side area you'll return from. There are sections in the game you only get a single shot at. For instance, there are gliding sequences. But if you mess it up, at the end of the run, there'll be a blue star to take you back to the beginning so you can try again without replaying the entire level. It never moves on before I'm ready, and it doesn't waste my time. So in each level, your goal is to get to the end, navigating platforms, fighting, and solving puzzles. There'll be a number of hidden waddle dees in each level for you to discover. There's normally a noise when you're close to them. And three additional challenges. 
These can vary wildly, but they won't be uncovered until you discover them. You'll naturally run into them along the way, for instance, rip a wanted poster off the wall, and the challenge may be revealed to rip off three more posters before the end of the level. If you reach the end with all the challenges revealed, one of the still obscured ones will be revealed. This is particularly helpful in the boss fight levels that seem to have less chance of stumbling on the challenges as they may require things like using a specific power against the boss. And the powers, my lord, it has all your favourites, flame, ice, hammer, etc. Uh, and then throughout the game you'll uncover blueprints to upgrade them and you'll get different forms for every power and they're all great. I was always excited to go back and try out a new form of my equipment. And by go back, I mean return to the town where all the Waddle Dees you save are rebuilding their village. It starts very bare bones hub, but as the story progresses and the number of Waddle Dees you save increases, more areas will be unlocked with mini games and upgrade options. Now let's get to the real fun. Wrapping your mouth around stuff. Kirby's oral fixation has always been known and celebrated, sucking in all manner of objects. Now, however, he's here, uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, this, now, sorry, his eyes are a little too big and he's eating objects that he can't quite swallow. No matter, he'll just wrap his stretchy body around the object, like some kind of rubber sheath that makes a tight seal around something hard, like a balloon wrapped around a doll's arm, or anything you can imagine. Uh, this is called mouthful mode, and it's awesome fun. The intro has you taking control of a car to drive around, but there are some real creativity in what it lets you wrap yourself around. My favourite probably being a simple metal hoop, and lets you operate Kirby like an air blaster. It just provides more variety in the gameplay. And that's really the biggest point I want to make about the game. It's packed with ideas, and every stage of every level tends to have new ideas to explore. Most of the game isn't hard, but it's fun and just darn enjoyable to play around in. There are the standard levels, but also challenge levels all over the place that require completion with a certain power in a certain time, and these actually get genuinely tricky at times. And then you beat the game, and then there's an end game. Even more powers to upgrade, more levels, greater challenge. There's really a lot in this package, and because of the huge variety, I very much got in the groove of, okay, I'm done, but I'll just see what the next level is. Also, the game has local cop. The second player can take control of a spear-wielding Waddle Dee and lend a hand throughout the adventure, also giving the possibility for parents to perhaps help out a child who could struggle with the later levels. Playing through the game is about 10 hours, but to fully complete it, well, I haven't, but the internet currently puts it about 20 hours for a full completionist playthrough. There's a lot to do. Oh, and the music. Epic. It's grand and energetic, and wonderfully recorded by the composers Yuta Agasawara, uh, Hiroka Ando, Jun Ishitawa, and Yuki Shimoka. Uh, four composers. Not an, and actually, there's other people involved in it as well. They've got a big focus on music. Uh, the game even starts with a weird pop song. It's great. It's gorgeous, it's inventive, it's packed with content, and it's still a kid's game at heart, though. So go in remembering that. I've been switching between this and Elden Ring, and it's been a lovely palate cleanser. You can get Kirby the and the Forgotten Land on Switch for around $70 Australian. And that's my general Kirby-ness. Are you a Kirby fan, Hazel? I don't believe I've ever actually played a proper Kirby game. I do very much love him in Smash Bros. Oh, I... Well, yeah. I, he, know, there's, I know there's deep, deep Kirby lore that... um There really isn't. 
So okay, here's 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 here's. Well, the... you haven't played all thirty games, have you? Now, he... so you you can't talk. There was actually a story during the week how there is no timeline, official timeline or bible for Kirby. It's like no, it's, they're not. We're not going to pretend like Zelda. Just this makes a thing. Going it's like, mode. Yeah, pretty much. Loves wrapping his lips around stuff. Can't wait but to get mouthful um... mode on some dinner after this. <laughs> yeah. Um. Pretty much all Kirby games will have like a dark undercurrent. Like this one's straight up in a post-apocalyptic Earth. We're all dead. Like they don't say it's Earth, but it's Earth. Um, and uh, yeah, and it'll always be you'll ramp up to the big bad guy. It'll be King DD, and then it'll be revealed to not be. And that's not a spoiler because that's every goddamn game. But it's not the point. It's the fun because you'll get a whole bunch of stuff after you think you've reached the end boss. It really does. Like, I love that you've mentioned that you're playing, you're alternating playing it and Elden Ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it really does seem like a perfect contrast with Elden Ring of like Uh, a game that has just sort of started to explore a more open environment, but in a completely different direction. Yeah, what one's still like very controlled, and you're safe. You're safe all the time. It's always hugging you and saying, "This is great." All your enemies will become friends at some point, and everything, all that. Versus Elden Ring, which is just—I mean, I know I did my review the other week, but I could—I could talk ten more shows about Elden Ring and still not even scratch it. And I've only played—I'm around level—I don't know, forty. It's like Skyrim. It's like- if any random enemy could randomly turn out to be like an end game boss yeah yeah also um some of the mods for Elden Ring on PC could pretty much turn into Kirby seen um seen a lot of Shrek <laughs> <laughs> but enough Get about out of my poison swamp <laughs> bloody poison squads okay we are going to jump straight back into another review by another me um unless you want to read my review I do make typos and screw myself up so uh, you can just work out what I meant to say. <laughs> no, no, no. I could. I, I think maybe we should trial that off air. Nah, <laughs> nah, just do an impression of me. Just uh, it's fine. Okay, uh, Tentacular. You are a giant octopus-inspired kaiju. I am. Yes. It is your sixteenth birthday. Your human sister informs you that you are adopted. You are shocked, but also it's time for you to become a model citizen. And so get to work, you lazy bum. Tentacular is a wonderful VR game by Firepunched Games and published by Devolver Digital. Also, I found out later that Firepunched Games is one guy. So, there's been a lot of individual w- developers at the moment. I really... was about to ask if it was related to Octodad, but I think that was more than one no, guy. No, 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 that's uh, Young Horses. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. That's, uh, um, so, it's available for PC-based VR and Oculus, sorry, Meta Quest 2. Funny thing is, everywhere seems to list it as for the Quest 2, but I played it on the Quest 1, and I had a great experience, which is quite the achievement, because not only is it a decent-looking game, it's also very physics-driven, and yet the weaker hardware ran it without a hitch for me. Interesting. So, anyway, as I mentioned earlier, you're a giant tentacled creature of some description, but you're a member of this island community. No one is really intimidated by your enormity, they consider you a bit of a clumsy nuisance. Each of the two long tentacles you control... I assume you have more, but we are humans are limited by our limbs. Those tentacles begin where your hands exist and extend further, giving you quite an epic reach in the game. Of course, anything you hold on the end of a very long tentacle is going to be very wobbly indeed. You've been given a job at the dump, 
but quickly uncover an alien spacecraft, causing an accident, and that's where the story kicks in, as you start unlocking, with the help of a local scientist, the secret alien technology. Also, the story is about you growing as a person, I mean a kaiju, but let's focus on the sci-fi stuff. Yeah, this sounds pretty much like what life was like when I was 16. Yeah, 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 I'm working at the dump, getting things, throwing my tentacles around. Actually, maybe that is true. Finding alien spaceships. (laughs) Uh, Thankfully, the technology you uncover is mostly useful to help with building puzzles. And that's a stroke of luck, because that's what the game is around. Awkwardly building and operating structures. I think that they got the balance just right between requiring finesse and frustrating jankiness of physics. One of the first things you do in the game is learn to use electrical lines as a makeshift slingshot. It's intuitive, and that's what you need in VR. Systems that work the way you feel they should. The physics were always solid in my playthrough, and when things fell to pieces, it was pretty much always my fault. Things will go wrong, though, so thankfully behind you at the start of every level is a reset house which you can open and pull a lever in to reset the scene. And a little man lives there, in the reset house. He's quite nice. Everyone is nice. And the best part is has how you advance the dialogue with them. You pat people's heads. Ah, little people, they're so cute. <laughs> you can also pet dogs and all manner of things. This is a small touch, but it's also embl- embl- emblematic of the design philosophy of the game, keeping you involved in the world physically. I get so bored in VR when I get stuck in a position waiting for story to unfold with nothing to do. You just start putting your hands through people's faces and stuff like that. Well, you're not really restricted in this game. Keep touching things and they'll react. It's intended. See the puzzle? Just start it while they're still talking. You're a big old monster and a teenager to boot. Sitting around still just doesn't seem like your thing. Uh, Buildings, they open on hinges so you can look inside. All the game's controls are physically represented in the game. So, for instance, you hit the menu button on the controller, a blimp comes down with a switch to pull for settings or quitting. Sometimes I push the menu button just to toss the blimp around. So, the game has 50-plus puzzles that will take you around five hours of playthrough, which are pretty entertaining with a story tying it together. There's a sandbox area to build, what you like, but after unlocking it, I never really ventured back. The puzzles and the story interactions are really what I was there for. You can pick up Tentacular on Quest 1 and 2, as well as Steam VR, for a bit under $40 Australian. I played with code provided by the publisher. And yeah, it's just a uh, very accessible, well put together package. And th- it was one of those things when I found out it was one guy. I was like, tools are, one, you're talented, and tools are awesome for you to be able to make something like that these days. So a lot of the game is uh, like taking girders and putting magnets to hold them together and build up big structures with that and tossing rockets around and. It kind of sounds like like playing with a kid's playset, like Lego or something like that, except you're wearing like PVC gloves and you can't. Yeah, you have no dexterity. They're very long PVC gloves, <laughs> so you got you got an extra like ooh, say two foot to your reach in game, which is also one of the things you can do with VR. You can sort of play around with um, different shaped bodies and everything. So um, VR is very interesting from an accessibility perspective because it's both more accessible than typical games because controllers are very complex. But also, you know, it expects that you have, like, two arms. And you can't really work around that, where in a a lot of other games you could work around things like that. I mean, someone could play the game with their legs, I guess. If they had legs, yeah. Um, But yeah, that's what I like about it. For most people, it's an easier experience. (laughs) But if they're they're well-made, there's a lot of really badly made VR games. But then they're just a brick wall for a certain segment of the community. But yes, uh, Tentacular 
uh, a lot of fun with. And I actually got it on PC VR as well. And yeah, it looks looks nicer. Not much. I always prefer the Quest uh, native stuff because it's you just got the freedom. I can just yeah. walk to any room anywhere, turn it on, and I'm playing within like 20 seconds. Yeah. No streaming, no anything. It's fun. Anyway, this is Zed Games. I'm Paul. And I'm Hazel. Wonderful. And we're in the downtime, a little bit of relaxing time before we say goodnight to everyone. Um, How you going? I'm doing good. What have you been playing recently? Lately, I've been playing Tabletop Simulator. Ah. My dear friends, we've been doing a lot of jigsaw puzzles and getting on each other's nerves. I've... I've, Okay. I have had Tabletop Simulator for, I don't know, a long time. It's a very common game. Um, I've never played it. <laughs> I just haven't loaded it up. Don't have enough friends, I guess. But I'd never heard about people doing um, jigsaw puzzles on it before. It's, I think it's one of the core things in yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, you don't need to download any mods for it. And you can just upload your own image. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it just it just cuts it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, just, it just like squashes it to fit the aspect ratio and cuts it up. Um, the compression is horrible, but it's so much fun. I I mean, it doesn't matter, does it? It's, yeah, it's... Yeah. And I... I do love like a jigsaw game it's a weirdly like it's enjoyable like doing, sim to- it's it's almost all of the the joys of doing a jigsaw puzzle you don't get like the tactile feeling no. but i mean you could kind of get that in vr if you wanted to well because um, one of my favorite games is a 3d vr one puzzling places where you build like it's different scale stuff, but you might like build like a monastery, which is 3D scanned, so it's a real life thing. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, where does this bush go? Let's go. So I mean, it does, and it get, all it needs to give you is that little tick, that little tactile tick when yeah. you put it in. It's like, oh, it snaps in place. It's good. But you don't lose pieces. Yes. And you don't have to bend over a table the whole time, which is great for me because my back is horrible. Yeah. I've, um, I've done very many different attempts of different tables in my life to do big jigsaws. You don't have to organize for all of your friends. To, to come over in the same spot yeah. um, you can just yeah just a nice Which chat room to great do things. because you know some people are in ISO or have COVID or whatever so I mean I was just been hanging out doing jigsaw puzzles and yelling at each other for putting things in the wrong place in that sort of vein I also were recently playing um, uh, Escape Room Simulator um, and I was only playing the demo of it but it's the same sort of because you know it just literally gives you a physical escape room that you're in with other people it's, a, it's just um, on Steam. But, uh, yeah, you just hang out and you, like, you do the thing. You're like, okay, look around the room. What what clues do we have? I've got I've got this. I've got that. Okay, cool. And the rest, you're just talking normally. We actually had a conversation while we were playing Tabletop Simulator of, like... Because we were, like... We, were, we got to the point where we'd started screwing around and getting on each other's nerves. And uh, someone who will not be named managed to... Um, combine two puzzle pieces and then when they uncombined them you couldn't interact with them anymore so they were just stuck to the table oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we were like I wonder if we would be good at an escape room like just you know the five of us I think it was um, and now that you mentioned escape room simulator that, that could be on the list it could be okay well I do I, li- I like my online board games and stuff they work yeah but that brings us to the end of tonight's episode so uh we'll say goodbye to all good night everyone good night listeners bye thanks for listening to zed games if you'd like to listen to more check out our podcast on spotify or follow us on social media at zed games au see you next time. time